Hello, my friend, Dennis Gebhardt here with Guru Nation, welcoming you to this episode of Guru in Your Ear, along with my teaching partner, Max Massiano. Max, how are you? Hey, Dennis, I'm doing great. How are you, friend? I'm good, my friend. It's really good to chat with you today. I know we've uh, not been connecting for a while because you've been flying around the country and uh, trying to help hairdressers understand color a little bit better. And so yes. uh, I'm glad we're getting together to, to have a couple of chats, as it were. So look, today, uh, and you would, I, I really, it's just really funny to me because, you know, as long as I've been in this industry, you would think, and as many times as we've talked about gray hair, okay, uh, you would think people would understand everything about it. But there seems to still be, it's, it's sort of like, it's like that bad, you know, it's like that that bad uh, virus that keeps coming back, coming, Oof. coming back. Yes. Or, yes. or as I say, you know, someone pees in the knowledge pool and just screws everything up, man. So uh, I watched a live the other night on Instagram and uh, the person who was a highly regarded influencer in this industry, or anyway, they have a large following, uh, was talking about gray hair. And what really struck me was a statement where they said, so to the audience that was watching them, of course, the audience can't respond. They have to text. And so the question was, what color does, white, what color does gray hair turn when you lighten it? And then I guess there were some answers that came in. And then this person went on to explain that when you lighten gray hair, it'll turn, it will turn yellow. And the reason it will turn yellow is because you're lifting the keratin out of the hair. <laughs> and about that moment, my brain began to explode. And I said, we have to talk about this. And I, so I shared it with you and you said, well, let's do a podcast on it. Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> let's, just simply talk about what is gray hair and i'm going to let Hi. you start by giving them a definition of what gray hair is sure so gray hair is basically hair that has no color so there's yeah there's a couple different ways we can talk about this one you could say so like think of like when you have someone who is salt and pepper right Mm -hmm. um, you have a combination of white hair and a combination of pigmented hair. And typically those are blended together in a fairly even distribution. So that hair that has a lack of pigment or the look of a lack of pigment, which we'll get right. into in a little bit, um, in conjunction with the hair that still has color present, visually right. it, it kind of creates an optical illusion it's like that picture that you stare at and it kind of gets blurry and you see something <laughs> right so that's that's really what what we're dealing with right yeah. yeah absolutely i think the the thing that most people misunderstand about gray hair what we call gray hair is that they think that it has no pigment in it meaning yeah. it has no melanocytes 
And, and the fact is that it does. Even though it has no color, the melanocytes, the, the little sacs mm-hmm. are, that normally contain tyrosine and other things, those are they're void. They're, they're full, but they're void of simply void of color, period. But they're still intact, completely intact. So, so it's like the it's like when the copy machine runs out of ink, it still shoots out paper, right? But there's there's no image exactly. or no toner, exactly. So, so and everything that, structurally is still there. Yes, it's just without color. That's all. That's all that it is. And and the funny thing is, is that that means that that hair will still respond like pigmented hair, we say that the hair always contributes at least 50% of the result. And Mm -hmm. we really, most people think of that as being pigmented hair. Sure. But gray hair, as we call it, will contribute 50% of the result as well, which means it contributes, it's void of tone, which means that your end result may look lighter than you mm-hmm. expected because 50% of that did not get a maximum dye deposit. Sure. And so we have to understand that that's why if when you're dealing with 100% gray head of hair, sometimes you have to do something to it. That's why we always say that the hair is void of color. You have to put something in it first before you paint it. And that's why we teach pre-softening, pre-pigmentizing, pre-toning, I don't know, the, all the different language that they use today. Sure. You know, but you're putting color in, and once you put color in, then that color now becomes supportive of the color you're going to use on the client with gray hair. That's how that whole process works. But uh, we, ha- we have to understand that. That's real important. Sure. Now, uh, this conversation went on to uh, <laughs> you're, you're lifting keratin out of the hair, which I hope everybody's clear on this. Or if you're not, you need to be. You don't lift <laughs> anything out of the hair. <laughs> right. You don't yeah, lift anything nothing, out of the hair. Nothing's going anywhere. Exactly. So in pigmented hair, you just simply break down the melanin into smaller and smaller pieces. Basically, you're dissolving it. You're breaking it down. We call it breaking it down, but you're really dissolving it. And as it becomes smaller and smaller and more fraction, fractionated or fractured, it reflects more light than it absorbs. That's how you make hair lighter. Mm-hmm. So if you put a lightener on someone who is gray and then the hair turns yellow, many people think that you're lifting something out of the hair and that's how you got the yellow. And it's not. It goes back to basic chemistry. And so here's what happens. Tell us. Keratin is made up of a primary amino acid. There's other ones as well, but a primary amino acid called cysteine. Cysteine is a conjugated, is a conjugated, uh, a conjugated molecule. It's conjugated. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's paired. When I lighten hair, I split that cysteine bond 
And as I split that cysteine bond, the only way I can split it is I have to break apart a sulfur bridge. Sulfur bridges are what hold cysteine bonds together. And when I break that sulfur bridge, there's a mini explosion, I guess. Anyway, what happens is when light shines on the hair, because now you have released and broken that sulfur bridge, you see yellow because sulfur is yellow. It's all visual. Right. Sure. It's nothing physical. I mean, well, we are. We're breaking something down, but it's visually is what we see. And we consider that as lightening the hair. But all you did is you broke the chemical bond, and that's why you visually see yellow. That's why you see yellow and blonde hair anyway. Right. You know, hair hair doesn't have every color that's in hair is determined by the chemical configurations in that hair strand. You know, why do we see brown in hair? Well, because we have eumelanin in the hair. Why do we see red oranges or golds in the hair? Because we have eumelanin in the hair. <laughs> so it's all a visual chemical thing. But we sure. in our industry look at it as a physical thing. You know, it's like, oh, we're lifting something out of the hair. And we're not. So that's why we teach at Guru Nation in a normal one-step hair color process. If you are lifting and depositing in a, in a regular normal color service, and part of your goal is great coverage, Law of Color says if you're not lightening the hair more than two levels, then you have to count gray into your formula. So when you're writing down your formula, gray has to be part of that. But if you lighten hair more than two levels, what you're doing is you now are breaking more of the disulfide bond, and so you're going to see a visual reflect of yellow. And we just had this conversation. and said, well, then how does hair, white hair turn yellow in the sun? Simple. Because... You know, you don't need developer or lightener, mm. right? Well, yeah. think natural hair lightens in the sun also. Absolutely. The UVA, UVB rays, they affect the chromophores. That's the molecule that gives color. The chromophores in the hair, they will cause them to shift after exposure for a long period of time. Yeah. And that will cause sometimes white hair to yellow along with other things, you know, like, you know, toxins, like smoking, you know, sure. you're around smoking, or you pick up color colorations from, from products that maybe you're using direct dyes, and your hair may pick that up, or you burn, you burn the keratin. That's right. <laughs> that, that can cause it to yellow as well, but you're not lifting keratin out of the hair. And I think you brought up a great question about people talk about what type of gray right oh yeah i mean i hear you know just out in salons teaching people like really trying to almost categorize gray or white hair you know and and like just the confusion that lies behind it is it gray is it white you know like and i just really just try to drive it home it's just hair that is void of color. Right. 
period. Yeah. And if you have enough of it on ahead, you need to do something to your formula to ensure that you're going to get right. what we would consider an acceptable result. Right. You know, you can mix anything up and put it on gray hair and get maximum dye development. Just the color may not be pretty. Right. Well, I think that's why a lot of people have problems with demi-permanent hair colors. For sure. Because trying to cover gray hair with a demi-permanent color. And what they don't understand is demi-permanent colors are not designed to really develop in the cortex of the hair. No. They're designed to develop deep into the cuticle layers of the hair because the average head of hair has 7 to 10. You know, it's random. Some people have more. Right. And so... A demi-permanent color over white hair may not give you the color that you're looking for. Because remember, the white hair contributes nothing. As, well, what it contributes is nothing. <laughs> that, we, yes. we can call that a contribution. That's exactly what it does. It contributes nothing to your end result. So your demi-permanent color comes out looking hollow. Right. And then someone makes this bright decision that, well, it, they're off on their level system because if you want to see a five, you got to use a four. If you want to see a six, you got to use a five. No, you don't. Just use the proper product on the hair. Yeah. You know, because, because I was part of that pioneering of Jimmy Permanent Hair Color, what we try to get people to understand is that a demi-permanent color will will not, even though it's a permanent color, it will not give you, in most cases, the same result you could achieve with the color. They both have different, their own special lanes where they work. That's the sure. reason and they, we called it a glaze and a gloss. Right. You know, if you think about that. I mean, and they live, they yeah, just live in different, different parts of the hair. Two different parts of the hair, completely except for when you bleach the daylights out of the hair and you have no cuticle left. Yeah. <laughs> then they do live in the cortex. So, yeah, exactly. you know, I think working over gray hair, you would think after this many years that people would understand it, but they don't. And I think we consider it for the most part, and I'm making a broad statement, and if you're offended by what I say, I apologize in advance. Um, <clears throat> we make an excuse. You know, we just... You know, we just use something without without understanding the why. Yeah. You know, and, and that to me is really, that's unfortunate because if you understand how your product works and the lane that it occupies, then, you know, that's a great thing to, to, to know. It's going to help you use the proper products in the proper place. You know, it's like, <laughs> can you... Can you pound the nail into the wall with a screwdriver handle? You can, but it's not the appropriate tool to get you the best results. You might bend right. a few nails before you get them into the wall. So maybe one or two. So anyway, uh, well, I think we pretty much expired this. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully, we've given you a couple things to think about. I think this. This one's more about, I want you to just take a minute and think about what we're saying. Does it make sense to you? It, scientifically, it makes sense, but does it make sense to you? Does it make sense to you enough 
for you to rethink some of the ways that you might either do color on gray hair or the way you might, if you're a teacher, a, a trainer, and you're listening to this or an educator, you know, just maybe it will change the way you teach it in your classes so that it will help our whole industry become more and more grounded in actual content that they can use and exponentially accelerate their career to the heights. So, Absolutely. Max, it's been fun, and uh, I'll see you on Always. the next podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can find Max and I on Instagram. You can find Max at Maxim Hair. You can find me at Real Captain Color. We invite you to visit our website, gurunation.net. If you don't want to type that all in, uh, go to one of our sites and you'll find a QR code. All you do is scan that with your camera. It'll take you directly to our educational page. Or you right here, you know, if you go to Instagram and go to my bio at Real Captain Color and click the link tree link, you can find us there as well. Uh, so thank you so much for following. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will see you again. Have an amazing day. From my heart to yours, I'm Captain Color. I'm out. Max, how about you? Until next time, friends, I am out also. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Bye. The preceding broadcast was a production of Guru Nation, a brand neutral educational resource for salon professionals.